Welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Guna podcast. Your favorite gunnerette, Faithfulness, is away today, but she loves you guys so much that she didn't want you to miss an episode. So, you know, she decided to get someone else to just fill in for her just for today. So it's a special episode because you got me today. So, you know, <laughs> um, so I saw my chance, you know, and I took it just like my guy, Eddie Nketiah, took his, took his chance, you know, when he got the opportunity, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. If you watch the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, my name is uh, Deji, uh, Deji Osaini. Um, you can follow me on D1 on the ball um, on Twitter. You know, if you do want to follow me, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll be covering today's episode. And before we start, obviously, I just want to thank everyone for supporting Faithfulness and her podcast. I just want to um, ask you guys to continue to support her. She's doing a really good job. I uh, love the podcast myself. Big Arsenal supporter. I love everything Arsenal. You know, I love just talking Arsenal. So, yeah. And, you know, well, you know, like Faithfulness usually says, you know the drill. <laughs> you know how the team they go, you know. Uh, so, um Let's get into it. So, of course, um, our last game, we played West Ham. Um, and, you know, of course, everyone's really confident, to be honest, coming into this new season. I feel like, I don't know, it, it, I don't want to say it's a new energy, but is this, I don't know, like, I feel like a lot of people, I'm just really pumped up for this new season. And I'm just, I just feel like, we, you know, something special is going to happen. I know, like, a lot of supporters, you know, we say that a lot, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, something special is going to happen every season. Yeah, that's what you always say. Listen, this season is different, you know. We've got my guy, Arteta. You know, he's, ugh, man, you know, I'm so, I'm really so happy for Arteta, you know. But I was just, I, I was just saying the other day how, it's funny how we, we last year, um, he said he was interested in the job. Everyone ridiculed him. Um, I was seeing the banter on Twitter. And eventually, I think, you know, Arsenal, um, you know, the club, they monitor the social media. Even if it doesn't play a big factor, they monitor it um, just to get, you know, um, a feel of what the supporters are saying. And, um, of course, you know, they probably caught wind of the fact that, you know, a lot of supporters thought he wasn't ready. And I think some of the board members or some of the people behind the scenes at Arsenal also felt maybe he wasn't ready. So that's why they went with Emery. And, well, you know how that went. And, you know, now, you know, He's back and he's took his opportunity. He's showing people what he can do as now he's no longer even the head coach because he's doing so well. They've promoted him to manager. And I just feel like, you know, something special is going to happen with him at the helm. You know, he's got an eye for what he wants to do. Um, he's, you know, he's got targets that he's trying to bring in. Um, he's got the trust of the board. You know, fans are behind him. And I just feel like Arsenal is in a really positive environment right now. So I'm just really happy. So, of course, you know, coming into the West Ham game, everyone's pumped up because obviously, you know, we beat Fulham before that um, comfortably <clears throat> to start the season. And, you know, West Ham is not in the greatest of positions at this moment in time. So, obviously, you know, there was big reasons to be optimistic about our 
um, match. Um, you know, as usual, um, we went with the four with the three four three formation, um, and of course, you know, Leno started in goal. Um, <clears throat> of course, Leno started in goal. Um, Gabriel at the back, of course, Rob Holding. Um, one area which you know I wasn't too sure about, but obviously, um, Kieran Turney got injured um, in the warm up just before the match started. So, you know, we played Kolasinac at the back. Um, I Personally, I don't think, you know, he is a great, you know, in that position of centre-back. I think, obviously, he's more suited to the wing-back position. But, um, obviously, it's really difficult for him to play left wing-back now because, you know, Saka plays there. Um, Ainsley maitland Niles plays there. So, Arsenal is really comfortable with that left wing-back position. Um, so, Kolasinac being a left-footed defender, um, sometimes he's played at centre-back and, you know, I don't feel like he really understands the position as well as he could. Um, obviously, he's very strong. Um, he's a very physical um, defender, but, you know, sometimes he gets caught out. Um, so I wasn't too sure about him at the back. Um, obviously, we played Shaka and Ceballos uh, in the centre. They've been fantastic together. Um, they just, you know, they just seem to be a match made in heaven. <laughs> Um, and Hector Bellerin on the right, um, uh, right wing back position. And then, of course, up front, um, Obama Yang left wing, Lacazette centre forward, and Willian starting again on the right wing. Um, I would say, obviously, like most Arsenal supporters, I was a bit surprised that Willian is starting so many games so quickly. Um, to be honest, I had my, I had my doubts. Um, I was thinking... You know, since I've been watching Arsenal, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I don't know. I just feel like Arteta doesn't really trust Pepe so much. Obviously, when we watch Pepe, um, the type of player that he is, um, I think he enjoys a free role as a player. He enjoys, you know, moving out of position and stuff like that. And I feel like Arteta's um, system is more rigid. It's, you know, it's more set, you know, lots of, the, when, you, when you're playing a position, you're expected to play in that position. But, you know, uh, Pepe, the way he plays, he likes to dribble, he likes to come out of position, he likes to cut inside, um, which sometimes, you know, obviously, um, when we lose the ball, it becomes a problem because he doesn't, you know, Pepe is not really um, always the chasing back type. Um, so I guess maybe, you know, Mikhail Teta, he's starting to realise that. And obviously, Pepe isn't one of Nicola Teta's players. He was signed um, just before, just before um, you know, Arteta came in. So um, you can kind of see that Arteta is trying to stamp his own style on the team. And you could kind of start to see which players that he likes, you know, he really favours. Um, one thing I really like is, you know, um, Lacazette is back to scoring form. He's playing really well. Um, Two, two goals, um, you know, now, two goals now, um, you know. Um, last year, yeah, I remember there was a part where he, he lost a bit of confidence, but, you know, now he's back, he's doing his thing, you know. <laughs> you know, you just, I just, you know, I just, and being at home, you know, with the lack of crowd noise and stuff because of, like, the COVID period, you know, you just, just got to sing along, you know what I mean? You just got, you got to entertain yourself, you know, you're watching the Arsenal game. He's our Frenchman, he's our number nine. Playing for Arsenal in the red and white. Scoring goals is what he does best. And he goes by the name of Lacazette. Hey, 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 hey. Come on. 
listen, um, Lacazette, for anyone that knows me, he's my favourite Arsenal player. I just feel like he's just such a cool guy. Like, he's just, you know, like, he's got a great style. You know, he's got the best celebrations. He's got the best mannerisms. And I feel like everything he does always gets turned into a meme. Like, there's so many great memes out there of Lacazette. <laughs> you know, he's just, such, he's just such a great player. Um, and obviously, you know, he's Aubameyang's best player. And anything that keeps Aubameyang happy and scoring goals is a plus as an Arsenal supporter. Um, so, you know, that's that. Um, <laughs> so yeah um, In the West Ham match um, I would say that you know West Ham did really well They did really well I have to give them that um, David Moyes his, The team that he started with um, Was a bit surprising Because you know He, he left a number of people Like Yarmolenko And stuff on the bench um, And everybody was a bit surprised You know He went with uh, Antonio up front And he put five at the back But when you look back At what they did <coughs> um West Ham, obviously, they they knew Arsenal, you know, Arsenal would play a passing style. Arsenal would dominate possession. So what he wanted to do was obviously to counter-attack us, you know, and it worked. Um, Arsenal weren't as comfortable as, you know, we all thought they would be um, because obviously the way we smashed Fulham, um, you know, everyone was really comfortable coming to the game. Um, and, you know, Obviously, West Ham's goal did come from a counter-attack. And to be honest, every time they did come forward, they looked pretty dangerous. Um, but it was a good thing because, you know, I've, I feel like Arsenal needed the wake-up call. They also needed a bit of that challenge, you know. Also, I, also, I was also happy to see um, Leno on good form. Um, I feel like, you know, I know, I think amongst the Arsenal supporters, we've been a bit divided in terms of the goalkeeper because... I know a lot of people love Martinez, you know, Martinez, I think he's such a likable guy that that made Leno a bit unlikable because it's like, oh, he's the one that's keeping Martinez out of the team. But, you know, um, you know, it happens, you know, this is, it's just one of those things. And Leno is the number one. And, you know, he proved that against West Ham, you know, um, he made a number of saves, um, played well. Um, sometimes his passing wasn't the best, but apart from that, he was solid. Um, and it was really good to see. Um, so, of course, you know, like I was saying, West Ham's goal came from a counter-attack. Um, <clears throat> Mikel Antonio got in front of Rob Holding. Um, unfortunately, you know, speed isn't Rob Holding's strong suit. Um, and to be honest, I think West Ham probably targeted Rob in that game, I think, a bit. Um, they knew that they had, you know, um, Masuaku, the the left winger or left back for West Ham, he's incredibly quick um, and he's very good on the ball, and I and he was also on the left side. So you know it was him on the left side. Mikel Antonio, uh, even though he was playing centre, he kept coming over, drifting over to Rob's side. So I felt like you know they almost targeted him because you know Gabriel has got a bit of pace on him. He's pretty strong. Kalasinac, um, you know, strength for strength, he will match Antonio, but you know Rob. Uh, on the physical side, not so much. Uh, but, you know, um, it's lessons, uh, early lessons. And I think it's also good to see that, you know, I think people are used to saying that, oh, Arsenal need to play pretty football to win matches. Um, but today, I mean, in, in the match, they showed that, you know, they could grind out a result as well. Um, and that was really good to see. Um, you know, sometimes you've got to win ugly, especially if you want to win the trophies. 
Um, you're not always going to play well. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have all this other stuff affecting you. But it's important that you can still win matches at the end of the day. Um, so, you know, that was really good to see. Um, but I think in terms in terms of the key um, stuff that happened in that game, um, I think the main thing <clears throat> that probably everyone would be talking about was... Um, Obviously, Lacazette continuing scoring. Um, I think um, Eddie and Ketty are scoring. And, of course, you know, Ceballos playing in the pass. Um, I think, you know, the media always try to cause trouble. And, you know, everyone saw, you know, Eddie and uh, Danny Ceballos have a bit of a, um argument or, you know, a bit of a, you know... Uh, in the training session just before in the warm-up just before the match against Fulham um and you know people blew it up a bit um but it was good to see you know obviously these guys have gotten over it they're willing to play and you know they celebrate with each other um you could hear you could hear um and funny enough because of the crowd isn't there you can actually hear Eddie and Ketia saying Danny <laughs> it's actually really it's, it's really funny it's actually really funny um but yeah um it was a good game. I think Ceballos really stood out for me. Um, Ceballos, you know, pretty much everything, he, you know, he was just so comfortable on the ball. Uh, he dominated that centre bit. Um, he, he, was, he was solid, both on the defensive part and also the attacking part. And obviously, he made the assist for the winning goal. So, you know, well done, Danny Ceballos. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that was the West Ham game. So yeah, um, that was the West Ham game, which we won 2-1. And that means from our first two matches of the new Premier League season, it means that we are now um, third, I think it is, in the table, um, which is really good. Um, good start to the season. Um, we've only conceded one goal and we scored five. Um, so, you know, it's, it, I'm really confident coming into the season. Um now on to our next match which is in the Carabao. i can never say it properly you know that's why to most people <laughs> i still call it the carling cup or the league cup everyone knows exactly what i'm talking about um the Carabao. Carabao. just stuck in my tongue the Carabao cup um which we will be playing leicester um obviously arsenal's got a few injuries but um it's the third round, which usually means that we will be playing our rotational team. Um, so, um, obviously, we do have injuries. So, you know, Mustafi's injured, um, Pablo Mari's injured, um, Emil Smith-Rowe's injured, uh, Martinelli, of course, everyone is still waiting for him to come back. He's injured as well. Um, Kieran Turney obviously got injured in the warm-up um, before the West Ham game. Um, and today, I think I just found out that um, apparently Cedric's injured as well. Um, Cedric, well, to be honest, he's always injured, so <laughs> um, I don't know what to say about that one. Um, but like I said, um, it's a rotational match. So um, the players I'm expecting to see, um, obviously being a uh, Carabao Cup game, um, up front, I'm, I'm sure if we play the 3-4-3, three, three, um, I'm expecting to see Eddie and Ketia um, leading the line. Um, the cup is always a great way, is always a great way to give um, young players an opportunity. 
and obviously Eddie, to be honest, I think he's more than earned his 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 opportunity. Um, he scored um, against West Ham in the last game, and naturally, whenever we're resting Aubameyang and Lacazette, um, Eddie is usually the next in line to play striker. Um, on so the three up front that we'll go for is ne uh, Reese Nelson, uh, left wing, Eddie and Katia striker, and Pepe Nicolas Pepe, uh, right wing. Um, Pepe is still trying to prove himself to um, Arteta to show that he's the guy, or at least he's you know he's worth um, the money that we paid for him. Um, I think Pepe's issue, obviously, is that you know um, he's he's just used to having a free role. Um, anyone who watched him play in France uh, when he was in Ligue 1, Ligue 1 um, he had a free role, so he was allowed to pretty much move around the pitch wherever he goes. Um, Arteta's system is more rigid, so generally the players are more stuck in their positions or they're more expected to stay in their positions or get somebody to cover their positions. You can't just freely roam around the pitch. Um, so Pepe doesn't seem to quite fit Arteta's system. Um, so obviously um, with that, he's needing to, you know, to prove himself, to earn his, to earn his place. Um, because of this, I mean, we've even noticed Willian seems to, you know, he's come and immediately he's already starting all the games, um, which is, you know, to a lot of people is a big surprise. But to be honest, I saw it coming. You know, I'm not really, I'm not really too surprised there. Um, but yeah, you know, cup games is a big opportunity for Pepe to prove that he's a match winner. You know, he's a star player. Um, he is worth what we paid for him. You know, he's still proven himself. I know there's still a lot of people who doubt him. Um, yes, I've heard the banter, you know, another Ivorian right winger. You know, he's just another Javinho. But I think, you know, I think there's something there. Um, I think just give him a bit of time. And, I, I, you know, I definitely believe that there is a player in there. Um, on the left wing, of course, another player who needs to prove himself, um, Reese Nelson. Um, Reese Nelson, for a lot of people that don't realise, because... I'm a big, big Arsenal supporter. And one of the things that, you know, Arsene Wenger did for me is he got me so interested in Arsenal's youth team, you know, because every year Arsenal would promote somebody young to the first team and he would be the talk of the town. So, you know, I always wanted to try and be ahead of like my friends and stuff to um, be able to talk about these young players and be able to um, tell people about these young players, you know, to, just to let people know that I was ahead. Um, so... Following the youth team, anyone who follows the youth team know that Reese Nelson was a star player in the youth team. So much so that Arsenal played him in some of the older age groups. So he was playing in like a year ahead or two years ahead um, of his own peers because he was that much better than them. Um, obviously, another thing is, um, for people that don't know, Reese Nelson grew up with Jaden Sancho. Um, they grew up in the same area in London. Um, they both were in the same England youth teams. Um, and, you know, naturally, um, they both play in similar positions. They kind of look alike as well. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, there's always that comparison. That comparison's always going to be there. And obviously, with the way that Jaden Sancho is lighting up Europe and he's the talk of the town, um, people naturally have similar expectations for Reese Nelson. But since he's come into the first team, uh, he's been very inconsistent. He doesn't look quite so confident. And surprisingly, his technique has been a bit off, you know, like uh, he, he just, you know, 
somebody who made a name for himself as a dribbler, just like his friend, just like his friend Jaden Sancho, hasn't really shown us those dribbling skills. Um, so you know, this is you know, like I said, cup game is a big opportunity to prove himself. Um, in the midfield, I'm expecting Arsenal to go with Kolasinac uh, left wing, um, Willock in the centre, Elneny in the centre, and Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, or AMN, as everyone's calling him now, on the right wing. Um, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um, a lot of Arsenal supporters, who they're expecting to see is not Willick and Elneny in the centre. But in my mind, I just feel like that's the most likely um, selection. But I know a lot of people would prefer to see Ozil and Guendouzi, or Ozil and Lucas uh, Torreira in the centre. But I just don't think that's likely. Um, I don't know when Ozil's going to play next, if he is ever going to play next for Arsenal. <laughs> but um, I just, I, yeah, I just feel like the most likely midfield is going to be Kolasinac, Willock, Elneny and Ainsley Maitland-Niles. So, um, yeah, that's who I've got in the midfield. Um, for the defence, I am expecting Arsenal to go with um, David Luiz, um, Rob Holding and uh, William Saliba. Um, I think he should be ready now. Um, he, um, I think most people expected him to start our Premier League games, but I don't think he was quite ready yet, um, obviously in terms of fitness and stuff. But I think now he is ready to come into the team, ready to make a contribution. Um, and I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing him play. Um, like I said, I'm a huge Arsenal supporter, so I do watch, you know, on the Arsenal's Facebook and Twitter accounts where they upload the videos of training sessions. And William Saliba looked really good in the recent training video that was uploaded. Um, out of all the players that were playing, he looked really good. Um, now, the one area which I'm a bit unsure coming into this game, I've got to, you know, I've got to say it, um, is the goalkeeper. Um, I've read from a number of people, including um, some of the most reputable, you know, Arsenal people on social media. Um, as you know, you know, the reporters, you know, Charlie Watts, um, David Ornstein, um, James Bench. Um, I, I don't know if that's how you say his name, but, you know, these are the Arsenal reporter guys. They're the ones who really cover Arsenal. Um, and it seems they're all suggesting that Matt Macy might be the one starting in goal. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, for anybody who, who's seen Matt Macy, I mean, he's an absolute giant. I mean, he must, I think he's like six foot seven or something. Um, he's, I mean, if you see the pictures of him, so I saw, you know, when we won the um, Community Shield, he was standing next to the goalkeeper coach and um, Martinez and Leno. And he was just, he just towered over all of them. But, when I've seen him play, I just don't feel so confident with him in goal. Um, obviously, we have signed a new goalkeeper um, who goes by the name of Alex uh, Renarsson um, from Brentford. Um, apparently, he's a good goalkeeper. So, you know, but I think it might be a bit too early for him to be in the team. And even if it, you know, even if it is a bit too early, I would still like to see him in the team. Yeah, I know some people will think, oh, yeah, that's a bit unfair on Matt Macy because Matt Macy has been at Arsenal forever. And um, then you have a goalkeeper that comes and within a week, he's ready to start a lineup. Um, but yeah, I mean, Leicester's, Leicester's not, you know, Leicester's a tough team. 
And I know Leicester's going to rotate, so I'm going to expect Leicester to, you know, I'm not expecting to see Jamie Vardy or any of those guys. I'm expecting, you know, um, Kelechi Nacho to probably be the striker to lead the front line and Damari Gray and so on to be in the team. Um, but, you know, I'm still expecting Arsenal to be very confident and to win the match. But, uh, yeah, Matt Macy, I'm not too sure about that one there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a while, I'd say, since, like, Arsenal gave me high blood pressure. You know, it's just, you know there was those games last season where, I don't know, like, it just, you know, you just didn't feel comfortable. There was the point where you just felt like, you know, I remember under Emery, we were just conceding shots after shots after shots. I was just thinking to myself, oh my God, these people are going to give me a heart attack, you know? Um, <laughs> and, um, but now, you know, we're, we're much more comfortable in possession. We've decreased the amount of shots taken on our goal. And even when they are taken on our goal, you know, the goalkeepers that we have, we're pretty confident. But I'm not too sure about Matt Macy. You know, I, I know he does sit on the bench a lot and he probably does deserve his opportunity, but I'm not too sure. But, you know, like, he could surprise me. So, yeah, so yeah, that's the team I'm expecting from Arsenal for the um, Leicester City game. Um, so just to go over it one more time, um, Nelson left wing, Eddie Nketiah uh, striker, um, Nicolas Pepe right wing, um, Kalasinac right wing back, um, Chris Willock centre, centre mid, um, Elneny centre mid, um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles right wing back, um, David Luiz, uh, centre-back, holding centre-back, Saliba, um, centre-back, and of course, um, potentially Matt Macy in goal. <laughs> so, yeah, um, it should be an interesting game. Obviously, Leicester's a very pacey team, um, but, um, you know, Arsenal have a lot to prove, and I think, you know, I don't know, it just seems like there seems to be a real desire to win things, you know. The players are just, they want to win, you know. So, um, I'm, I am expecting, you know, Arsenal to really go for it. Um, obviously, Carabao Cup um, is a cup, in my opinion, but a lot of, a lot of people do, you know, it's, 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 it's not really one of the top competitions that people are aiming for. But I, you know, I still love it when Arsenal win any trophy, to be honest with you. You know, just to see Arsenal lifting trophies, it's a beautiful sight. So, um, that's, you know, that's just one thing I'd say. Um, so, yeah, on a lighter note, um, I think, you know, um, so I just want to talk about something which I thought was really interesting. Um, it's, I think this is the, I was just looking at the Premier League. I was just watching the Premier League the other day. And I was just thinking to myself, it's so interesting. Um, I think this is like watching other teams and I'm seeing all these uh, former Arsenal players in the Premier League. I was just thinking to myself, this is um, probably the most um, Arsenal, former Arsenal players I've seen playing like for other teams in the Premier League at one time. You know, there's so many former Arsenal players playing in the Premier League now and it's just so interesting. And, you know, I'm really happy for them because, you know, obviously being an Arsenal supporter, um, a lot of these players, um, I naturally, you know, you naturally start to like them, um, just you know, simply based on the fact you obviously that they represent Arsenal, and seeing them in other teams, obviously, I naturally wish them well. I know <laughs> some other Arsenal supporters sometimes I do, I know you get upset because you know you see them doing well and you think to yourself, 
they could be doing well for Arsenal. But, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes players need to go to a new environment um, and play under a style maybe which doesn't have so much pressure. You know, playing possession football is a real pressure style because, you know, um, being comfortable on the ball um, means, you know, other teams are going to press you. And, you know, maybe in another team where you can just, you know, play long balls, you can just, you know, hit it long from the back. Um, it, it's a bit less pressure. Um, so obviously, you know, some of the players I'm talking about is obviously Kieran Gibbs. Um, obviously, he didn't have the greatest of matches last because he got, you know, he got sent off for West Brom. But you know, he's playing. He's playing and starting matches. Um, Kyle Bartley, um, Semi Ajayi, our very own, you know, Nigerian brother. You know, I'm really happy for him. Um, and you know, um, well, um, oh, um, Isaac Hayden at Newcastle. Um, Alex Awobi has been injured, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll have to see, you know, where he fits in with you know Everton signing James Rodriguez. Um, we have to see where that one goes. Um, Dwight Gale, um, at Newcastle. Um, I know a lot of people don't know that one, but yeah, Dwight Gale was in Arsenal's academy. Um, oh, and uh, Berichi Eze. Um, Eze got released by Arsenal when he was like 13. Um, he's still an Arsenal supporter, so obviously, you know, seeing him play for Crystal Palace is good. I'm happy for him. Um, Jack Wilshere is there at West Ham. Unfortunately, he's injured again. Um, oh, um, and obviously, uh, Luke Ayling. Luke Ayling um, playing for Leeds United. Um, a lot of people don't realise, but Luke Ayling... Um, was another Arsenal youth prospect um, and he steadily worked his way up now he's playing in the Premier League so I'm happy to see that as well um, he was in that same youth team of like Wilshere and Coquelin and Sanchez Watts like, these are some real old school Arsenal youth names if you've been watching Arsenal as long as I have you will remember seeing some of these guys maybe on the first team bench or playing in like the League Cup um, under Arsene Wenger um, yeah, so he was in that same youth team. Obviously, he was the least, he was like one of the smaller names. Obviously, he didn't have a big name like Wilshere or Lansbury, but he was in that team. And, and now, you know, he's playing for Leeds United and he's a first team player. So you're really happy to see that. Um, and that brings me on to, um, you know, the final, the final thing I just want to talk about quickly. Um, obviously, you know, everyone's focused on the transfers because, you know, everyone wants Arsenal to sign more players and stuff. But I think a lot of people are forgetting um, the rules. <laughs> um, for, well, for people who don't know the rules, um, uh, the simple, let me just make it a bit simpler. I don't want to overcomplicate things. Um, you're only allowed to register 25 players who are over the age of 21 for your first team in a season. And out of that 25 players, you're only allowed to have 17 who are not homegrown. And obviously homegrown means somebody who has either um, been in your academy, um, I think between the age of, I think under 21s, but for like three years or so, and has also, or alternatively is homegrown as in that they've grown up in England between the age of 16 and 21. Um, I can't remember completely if that's correct, but I'll have to check that up. But um, yeah, that's basically the gist of it. Um, and, you know, 
Arsenal at this moment in time, I think we, I think from what I was reading, I think they said we have 19 um, non-homegrown players over the age of 21, um, which means when Arsenal do register, obviously um, register the final team for the league season, um, hopefully we would have sold the players because I would hate, you know, to really, you know, I, I, I do feel bad for the players because obviously being an Arsenal supporter means I support all the players, you know, even Ozil, uh, you know, as much as he gets a lot of flack and a lot of criticism, he is still an Arsenal player. You know, you've got to support your players. Um, what I'd hate to see is, you know, as a first team player, because he can't be registered for the first team, having to train for like six months until the next transfer window, which is in January, um, which, you know, that would be, that would be a real shame, you know, being, you know, uh, having to see that and obviously the player going through all of that stuff. Um, but as it looks like, um, Arsenal are trying to sell Lucas Torreira, but a lot of the teams like Atletico Madrid, they're trying to offer us a loan deal, which um, I don't think we should accept. Um, I think, you know, it's either we sell the players or we don't sell the players, you know. It's just, these loan deals aren't really great deals for us um, because it means, you know, at the end of the season, they might just decide, hey, we don't want to sign him. Um, so I'd rather they sign him straight away um, if they want to sign him. Um, obviously, um, Callum Chambers has been linked with um, a move to a lot of like smaller English teams like Newcastle and West Ham. So we'll have to see how that one works out. Um, but I'm not sure if we can even sell Callum Chambers because... He's one of our homegrown players. And obviously, what we're trying to sell is some of our non-homegrown players. So probably Mustafi, um, Socrates, Torreira, uh, um, and maybe El Elneny are some of the, are probably the four names that we probably can try and sell. Obviously, I know Arsenal's been trying to sell Guendouzi as well and Ozil, but, you know, it's not likely. I don't, I don't really see... Um, Granduzzi is having a hard Granduzzi doesn't want to leave Ozil doesn't want to leave um, and um, yeah it just looks like um, well it could be a very interesting couple of days towards the end of the transfer window because obviously Arsenal are trying to bring in Thomas Partey and Hassam AR OR I can't, can't say his name properly um <laughs> I know people are going to correct me when they when they hear this, but yeah. Um, and from some of the reports, I know we are linked with him every single year, you know, without fail. Wilfred Zaha, apparently Arsenal was trying to get him, um, which I don't, I don't know, you know. I mean, he is a homegrown player, he's a star, um, and he would improve our team. But I just, I don't know, it's, it seems weird that, you know, he's it's out of nowhere again. Um this uh, supposed interest um, but yeah so um, it looks like it could be a very interesting window um, one thing you know that always interests me so I follow George Bird and George Bird is like one of the like he is the report he reports on Arsenal youth players and he's been doing it for like nearly 20 years now I think since like year 2000 um, he's been following Arsenal's youth team, keeping us updated. I mean, he was like the first person that I ever heard, you know, telling us about Alex Iwobi, how, you know, he was so talented 
you know, there's a youth player called Alex Iwobi, who's the nephew of JJ Kocha. He's doing really well in the youth team. And then, you know, Alex Iwobi got his debut at Arsenal, you know, and, you know, it was just so interesting to see, you know, that this guy is ahead of it. Um, one thing that he always points out is that, you know, when we sign lots of players, um, it means, you know, sometimes we lose talented youth players. Um, and from what I've heard, you know, Folarin Balogun, um, who wants to leave Arsenal, you know, he's a really talented player, but he hasn't really been given much chances in the first team. Um, and I think, to be honest, from what I've seen of him on social media, he seems to have a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, sometimes that can be a good thing. Sometimes that can be a bad thing. I think maybe with the Arsenal coaches, maybe that doesn't, um, maybe they're not too happy. Maybe they don't like that too much um, because maybe they see that as a bit of arrogance or cockiness from a youth player who hasn't, you know, even made a senior debut yet. But he's scored a lot of goals in the youth team. He's confident in himself. So obviously that's, you know, one that's one thing that, um, you know, to think about. So obviously, you know, when we sign all these players, sometimes you're going to lose talented youth players. Um, I know sometimes, you know, in hindsight, I see so many tweets and uh, it's so annoying, you know, oh, um, Arsenal let um, Donnell Malin go. Arsenal let Ishmael Benesa go. Arsenal let Serge Nabry go, you know. Um, but these things happen, you know. When you go around signing big players, the youth players are the ones who aren't going to get an opportunity. So you kind of have to balance it out. You know, do you want a player that's ready now? Um, or do you want to give a youth player the chance? You know, the youth players take time to, to develop. And I just don't. It's just such an interesting thing to watch, you know. Um, recently, um, it looks like the latest one in the line of, you know, Arsenal players who people are going to moan about um, is, his name is um, Yon, uh, Jonas Musa. And he is, um, well, he officially made his debut for Valencia at the age of 17 years old. Um, he left Arsenal last year um, because, you know, Arsenal couldn't guarantee um, that he would be playing any first-team football, which, you know, it's crazy to think that a 16-year-old or someone who's just turned 17 is already trying to talk to the club about playing first-team football. But He's, he seems good enough for Valencia to sign him and give him his debut. Age 17, he's a, uh, he's a, midfield, he's a central midfielder um, and they've given him his debut. Um, so, you know, he might be a name for us to look out for in La Liga. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I know that's a bit of a sad bit for some Arsenal sports, but you know, it is what it is. At least we know. At least we know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would just like to say um, thank you to everyone who has listened to today's episode and to everyone who continues to support the podcast. Um, you know, keep supporting, um, keep following, subscribe, leave a review, um, recommend to your friends. Um, I'm really, really positive about this season. I'm really confident in what Arsenal can do. And, you know, I just, I just love listening, you know, I just love talking about Arsenal. I enjoy hearing other people talk about Arsenal. You know, I love connecting with Arsenal supporters. So if you're an Arsenal supporter, follow me on Twitter, um, follow this podcast, you know, so that we can talk Arsenal and share, you know, views on just Arsenal. You know what I mean? Um, I, you know, I can't wait for, um, 
the COVID period to be over um, so that, you know, maybe I could go to the stadium. Um, I, yeah, I just love Arsenal, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, um, thank you for listening to another episode of the Life of Aguna podcast. Um, thank you to Faithfulness for giving me the opportunity to talk Arsenal. Um, and see you all next time.